everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 30-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, The Four-Hour School Day, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. You can find all three of those books on Amazon, and you can find them at my website, dorendawilson.com. So I've got a really exciting project coming up. I am in the midst of wrapping up a book on raising and homeschooling boys. Moms, this is going to be a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling and raising boys, and I am excited to get it into your hands. In the meantime, if you will subscribe to my blog, to my email list, that will be the best way for you to stay updated on everything about the book, when it's coming out, the freebies and the giveaways that I'm going to do with my email subscribers. You also get free access to Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart devotional. So it's really a great package deal. And I would just love to connect with you there. So if you could just um, go to my website, DorendaWilson.com, you can sign up there and instantly have access to that devotional, which by the way, is a really great thing as we're going into the new year. Sometimes our Bible reading gets thrown off by the holidays. And this could be a great way to dive back into God's word. What a wonderful, wonderful way to start the new year. Now, we are all aware that the world is noisier than it's ever been before, crammed full of information, opinions, and claims about what's true. The need for our teenagers to be able to think critically is at an all-time high, but the unfortunate reality is that critical thinking skills amongst teens and young adults are at an all-time low. My friends at XL College are passionate about reversing those statistics, and they're doing something about it. XL College hosts a summer leadership camp where young leaders learn to discover God's truth, discern wisely, and live wholeheartedly, and have fun doing it. With thrilling adventures like camping, rock climbing, and whitewater rafting, and expert training and certifications in categories from CPR to wilderness first aid, your teen will have the experience of a lifetime as they adventure into truth. Apply now at thexlcamp.org and select Dorenda Wilson for $100 off the camp. I will leave that link and that information in the show notes. Today, I'm going to be talking about finding rest in the Lord physically. And then in the next three episodes, I'll be covering finding rest in the Lord mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because I don't know about you, but I have struggled a lot with resting in the Lord and really even knowing what is that? What does that look like? How do I do that? So that's what we're going to be talking about as we sort of wrap up the end of the year, the uh, the year of 2023, and as we're getting ready to go into 2024, which I've already mentioned in previous podcasts, um, I'm feeling a bit of... um, I don't know, uh, just a little catch or something that's making me say, uh, making me think and feel like 2024 is going to be a bit of a wild ride. But what a better way to go into the new year than to be talking about how to rest in the Lord. And maybe we can take these things that we're learning and we're going to learn and we're going and, and put them into practice in this year. I'm sure we will have opportunity, that's for sure. Um, but before I dive into the topic, I want to know, have you ever felt limited by grade-specific math materials? Have you ever wished your child could revisit earlier lessons or jump ahead when they're ready? 
Here's a not-so-secret gem that I've come across. CTC Math, where boundaries in learning simply don't exist. With a single subscription, you gain access to all lessons across all grade levels, from kindergarten right up to 12th grade. Imagine the freedom. Struggling with a concept? Jump back a grade for clarity. Ready to advance? Forge ahead. Perfect for homeschoolers, after-school tutoring, or anyone wanting to truly master math at their own pace. Unlock unlimited potential with CTC Math. Dive in today at ctcmath.com and redefine your educational journey. Like I mentioned just a minute ago, I have often struggled to rest in the Lord physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You know, all of those things are so intertwined as we're going to be talking about in the next few episodes. But God often reminds me amid my struggles that what I need is to rest in Him, but to rest is to trust. And there are times my trust is so waning that it actually affects my sleep. And I'm going to guess that you have experienced the same thing. I remember years ago while the kids were growing up, and I'm sure maybe some of you won't be able to relate to this. I think it's a little bit of an oddity. I'm a little bit of an oddity. But while uh, while the kids were growing up for, for probably a couple of decades, I just honestly did not know when I was tired. I actually remember asking my best friend, so how do you know when you feel tired? I just I just didn't know. Looking back, I'm thinking I'm so thankful that I had that kind of energy that I didn't know when I was tired. But the problem with that uh, was that I had a lot of perseverance, but not a lot of wisdom to know when it was time to be done. And I know that as moms, even if we're feeling tired, we often push through and that, that sometimes we need to do that, but sometimes we're doing it too much. And it's really important to ask the Lord for wisdom in, in what, um, when to be done, when to stop, when to call it a day, when to be done with an activity, when to pull out of an activity. And this is something we have to just seek the Lord for wisdom on because it's easy for us to be um, wise, try to be wise in our own eyes. And I don't know about you, but that just doesn't ever end well. You know, the scripture actually says, "Be uh, do not be wise. This is in Proverbs 3, verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, which is to acknowledge his power. So we're acknowledging him in, in everything that we're doing. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So years ago when I was really struggling with like, what does it mean to have good health? What does God say about health? And so I just kind of went on this word search and that was the verse that he landed me on. And I have been praying that verse and trying to live that verse for years because I have found that often when I am not healthy, and I don't mean just physically healthy, but um, I mean like mentally and emotionally and spiritually not healthy, it's because I've been going it on my own. I've been trying to make decisions on my own. I haven't been bothering to talk to the Lord about things and really pour my heart out to Him and really, you know, bring everything to Him. And that can be challenging as moms because we are busy with our children, especially when they're all young, but even as they get older and they're teens, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of demands on our time. But moms, it's absolutely crucial that when we have those moments, 
that we remember, we kind of get in a practice and a habit of talking to the Lord about maybe everything that's happened up to that point. So let's just say you've gone through the morning and now you're uh, kind of wrapped up school and now you're folding laundry. I remember thinking to myself, okay, everyone's off playing because they're, you know, they're done with schoolwork. They just want to go and, and have fun. And now I have quiet. What am I going to do with that quiet? Yes, it's a good time to process, but it's also a really good time to just start talking to the Lord. So when we're doing menial tasks and things like that, talk to him about our day. What happened through the morning? Lord, is there anything that I need to pay attention to? You know, are, are the this thing, particular thing is really bugging me about this child? How do I handle that? You know, so it's really about, again, about acknowledging the Lord in all of our ways. Um and previous to that passage, you all know this, this part of the, the passage, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And then it goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, shun evil. This will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. And can I just say, we talk about evil. We're like, well, what's evil? And there's the obvious things, but what about the sin of unbelief? Have I been going through my morning in a state of unbelief, just not trusting the Lord with anything or most things? Um, that is something that I need to deal with as a believer. Uh, the, the scriptures talk about everything needs to come from faith. Anything that doesn't come from faith is sin. And I, obviously you can take that and turn it into a huge legalistic thing. That's not what I'm trying to do. My point is, that in our everyday lives, we are to be walking with the Lord. I often pray, Lord, help me not to run ahead or lag behind. Help me to stay in step with what you're doing today. So let's talk about some things that make it hard to rest. So one one thing that comes to mind like immediately is mental overload, okay? Um, Obviously, emotional overload can also cause us to lack sleep. Again, they're all kind of intertwined, but I think for us as moms, we end up with a lot of a lot of things on our minds. A lot of times we are experiencing decision fatigue. And so there's maybe several decisions that we actually need to make, but we never quite make it there because, um, we're, we're, we're pooped out, like in terms of making decisions, like I've got, I've got nothing left. And then we go to bed with some of those decisions weighing on us. And obviously we can take those to the Lord and unload them before we go to sleep, which is what I would recommend to, you know, to unload. But when it, when it comes to mental overload, another term that I have for it is called mental constipation or with emotional load, overload, emotional constipation. So it's like, you know, we've all experienced this. Well, most of us have uh, where we're constipated, right? And it's just, it's miserable and we're uncomfortable and it's all we can think about. It becomes, uh, you know, literally painful. And until we get cleaned out and boy, do we feel better when we, I can't even believe I'm using this as an example, but <laughs> it's relatable, right? So Um, But you know how it is, like when you get cleaned out, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And it's the same thing when we have like so much on our minds or or a lot of emotions built up. Now, I'm not a crier. I don't cry easily. So I very easily get um, emotionally constipated because I am not always super in touch with my emotions. And again, we'll cover that in an upcoming episode. We're going to focus right now on physical rest. So like I said, it can be difficult to rest physically because of mental overload. And I would say that the solution to that 
would be time to process just a few moments alone. Ask your husband after he gets home, can you just be with the kids for 20 minutes? It doesn't have to be a long time. But because if we're getting it on a regular basis, you know, uh, we try to do it every day or every other day where we get that 20 minutes or so at the end of the day where the kids are not awake and talking to us. However, we need to work that out. I believe that you can do it. It's just a matter of asking the Lord for wisdom and and being open with your husband about your needs and asking. I, I did not like asking my husband for things. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm weird that way, but I just was like, no, I can do this. And, you know, that was one of the, you know, most foolish things I would do. Because at the end of the day, it cost me, it cost everybody. Um, If I waited too long to take care of that. So this is kind of like a maintenance thing. My husband used to tell me, you know, when I would feel bad because I needed some time alone or I needed him to take the kids for a bit and and give me some time. Because I wanted to be with him too. You know how it is when they come home from work or they're done for the day, even if they work at home, you kind of want to just be together as a family and you feel sort of that obligation, but 20 minutes is not going to kill anybody. Okay. (laughs) So, but I would feel bad about that and I wouldn't want to ask for it. And I talked to my husband about it because he'd be like, why did you wait so long? And I would be, I would just say to him, well, because I just, you know, I feel bad. I don't want to ask you for this. I, I just wish I didn't need this. And he said to me, look, in this season of life, you're like um, a high performance vehicle. He said, they run great. They're fast. They're efficient. Um, you know, they they perform really, really well, but they require more attention maintenance wise. And so he said, you're in that season of life where you're like a high performance vehicle. And when the kids are younger, it's more physical. When they get older, it's more mental and emotional. And either way, it's 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 the same thing. We're, we're, there's a there's a certain level of performance um, that you know we're needing to live up to every day in order to care well for our families. Now, when I say performance, I'm not saying like a dog and pony show. That's not the kind of performance I'm talking about. I'm talking about just doing our duties, doing the things that God has put put in front of us and and doing it well. Well, that's going to require regular oil changes, regular tire pressure checks, uh, because we are so high functioning right now. So um, hopefully that'll maybe take some... uh, you know, some burden of guilt off of you because it really helped me a lot. And it really helped coming from my husband as well. Our husbands want us to be happy. Our husbands want us to be filled up, to be able to do the job that we're doing at home. And they're not always super happy the first time we talk to them about, you know, because my husband wasn't always like super excited when I said, hey, can you just take the kids for a while? Because he's very, he has a lot of, um, He's, he's a man with a lot of projects and an agenda, but he, and he would tell me like, look, if I do that, I shouldn't do that. But if I do ignore me, because I'll get over it. Like I'll make, I'll make the mental shift. I really do want what's best for you. And I think at the end of the day, most of our husbands do feel that way. So we need time to process. We need to pray. We need to talk with our husbands. That's when I, that helped me process my my thoughts and my ideas about things. And I 
realize when I talk to him how much gets bottled up and I need to say. Now, I'm a, I can be very much a verbal processor, so that might be part of it as well. Um, I did learn over the years to do more mental processing myself um, without him because sometimes I would overwhelm him with all of my words. And um, it helped if I thought it through a little bit first, and then I would go to him and, and present it as more of a, here's the problem. Can you help me with the solution? Rather than telling him how I feel. And then I felt this way. And then I felt this way. And then like just with men, I think it's just important to get to the point. So Talking to our husbands, unloading, getting that out is very important. So those three things were probably the most helpful for me over the years. Um, And they still are. Time to process, time to pray, and time to talk with my husband. I think about Philippians 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I heard a pastor talking about this passage at one point. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, remember, you're doing these things and practicing these things so that the peace of God guards your heart and mind. The peace of God guards your heart and mind. You're not guarding God's peace. And I would get that flipped a lot where I would try to create peace or guard that peace when the Lord is telling us to take the anxieties, to bring them to him in prayer, with thanksgiving, let those requests be made known to him. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we need to make sure we're not getting that reversed. But sometimes finding physical rest in the Lord means making sure we take our time to cast our cares on him. And we're going to talk about more of this in the next episode. Another thing that makes it hard to rest is being overtired. So we can get past the point of being tired where we push through. Our bodies make melatonin at certain points in the day. This is part of our circadian rhythm. And when we stay up past that point, we wake back up again. And so this is where we need to be careful that we're listening to our bodies and we're keeping um, keeping ourselves on a decent rhythm and schedule. So The circadian rhythm is like an internal timekeeper for everything our bodies do in a 24-hour period. So this system uses light, dark, and our biological clock to to regulate body temperature, metabolism, hormones, including melatonin, and sleep. So the body's master clock is called the supra- chiasmatic nucleus or SCN. It's located in the brain and the SCN controls melatonin production and that's the hormone that helps regulate sleep. So during the day when it's light outside, melatonin levels remain low. Later in the day, as it grows darker, our bodies produce more melatonin with levels peaking between 2 and 4 a.m. before falling again. So during the day when it's light outside, melatonin levels will remain low. So 
And then later in the day, like I said, as it grows darker, our bodies produce more melatonin and, and continue to do that into uh, to about 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. in the night unless, or in the morning, unless your body is so off, which is possible if you have babies waking up at night and all of that. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But all this to say, sometimes finding our physical rest in the Lord is using wisdom by having daily practices that help our circadian rhythm stay on sleep, wake, cycle that works with our bodies. Obviously, everyone's is going to be a little bit different, but but pay attention um, to seasons. So I'm going to leave a couple of links uh, for you to read about uh, morning sunlight exposure, specifically helping with melatonin levels. And that's an example, actually, that I want to give you is I've been walking in the mornings um, within a couple of hours of the time I wake up. And I've been doing this for over a year, and it's made a huge difference in my sleep pattern. So in the summer, I need a little less sleep and I go to bed later and get up. Well, typically I have gotten up earlier in the past. Um, That's changed and I'll explain that in a minute. But summer, I need less sleep. Now that it's winter, I've noticed I sometimes need a little more sleep. And I honestly, this is the kicker. I can't keep my eyes open past like 8.30 p.m. But then I wake up at 5.30 and I'm able to get like a jump on the day. And all of a sudden I've become a morning person. You guys, I have never ever been a morning person. And now all of a sudden I'm a morning person. And it's, it, it, I think it happened gradually. I don't think it was an all of a sudden thing, but this whole thing of getting up and getting that morning sunlight every morning, um, I go outside, I take a 40 to 45 minute walk. And I'm telling you, it has made all the difference in the world. It's also boosted my metabolism fantastically, given me more energy. So um, that is something we need to pay attention to. And again, I'll leave link Uh, a couple of links in the show notes that you can read more about that. So another reason uh, that it can be difficult to get enough physical rest is uh, sleep deprivation, right? Babies, kids waking up at night, it's so, so challenging. You guys, there's a reason that they used it as a form of torture. I remember when, this is like with, with prisoners of war, they use it as a form of torture. And I remember when um, I think we'd had our sixth and I was just I was so exhausted. Our oldest was nine and four of the six kids were boys and they were all uh, five and under. And I remember just crying to my husband and just saying, "I, I what did I say? I said, I, I honestly like, I, this is the life that I dreamed of. This is what I've always wanted. But why am I so tired? And he would be like, listen, you had a baby. Your baby's waking you up, you know. And he was very good about helping and all that. But he had to work. So I wanted to make sure that I respected his time as well. We, it all worked out. But the bottom line is we all experience it. This amazing level of sleep deprivation that we've never felt before as we have maybe not even babies anymore, but the the kids get sick and, you know, it goes through the house and you're up at night for three weeks in a row. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that we can be up at night with kids. But the thing that I want to (sighs) really... emphasize to you is re, is to remember that this is a season and ask the Lord and your husband for wisdom to know how to navigate it. Um, 
And when you, a few little suggestions that really helped me was when I did get up with the baby during the night, I kept the lights really low and tried to just completely relax while I was nursing or rocking my baby. And I know some people can sleep in bed with the baby nursing. I never, I just never did that. And so, you know, I sat up in a rocker, but having the lights low and keeping everything as like warm in the winter, especially just warm and cozy and low light level really helped. And if I was happened to be mentally awake, I just didn't spend that time fretting about things, but tried to use the time to pray or to meditate on scripture. We can, that time can be fruitful um, and can actually give us that, um, mental and emotional boost that we need for the next, and spiritual boost for the next day when maybe we get up and we've only gotten, we've gotten very broken up sleep and we know that we haven't gotten enough sleep, but we still have to move on with our day. But if our spirit is doing well, that can make such a difference. So just taking that time during the night to just meditate on the Lord and pray, especially if you're worried about not getting enough sleep, just pray, ask the Lord to make it enough. You know, it's like the loaves and the fishes kind of thing. He's perfectly capable, perfectly able, and he's also able to give us what we need in spite of our sleep deprivation. So sometimes this this time when I was nursing my baby was actually my best prayer time when all of our kids were little because, you know, my kids pretty much kept me busy from the time I woke up to the time they went to bed at night. And by then I was pooped and I wanted to spend time with my husband. And so I think, again, I want to circle this back around to remembering that God is sovereign over this season of your life. It will pass. Ask the Lord for wisdom and perseverance. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you so that you can persevere and you can do this season well. It is possible. And when I say do it well, I'm not saying we're doing it perfectly. I'm saying we're bringing everything we have to the Lord and we're letting him make it more than enough. Isaiah 40, 11 says, and this verse came back to me many, 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 many times over the years. I leaned hard into this one. Isaiah 40, verse 11 says, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. To me, that just, what I see so clearly in that passage is that God has a special place in his heart for the weary, sleep-deprived mom and for the mom who is mothering littles. And can I just say, don't let yourself be discouraged or have your mindset shifted or be informed by so many of the mom memes that are flying out around out there. Sometimes they are really funny and they're sarcastic, but often they send an underlying passive message that being a mom is too hard. You can't do it. Kids are an obstacle. Kids are difficult. They're hard. They make your life so hard. And it's almost like moms are finding their identity in the hardness of motherhood. Can I just say, I believe that's wrong. I think that what we need to do is really look to, the, to God's word. What does he say about children? He says they are a blessing. He says that, you know, that Blessed is the person who has a quiver full of them, you know? And so whether you have one or 10 or 13 kids, God says that they are a blessing. And he walks with us through each season with them. And I believe 
He will equip us to walk well. Now, granted, I'm not talking about a life of ease and quiet. You know, when he talks about working everything out for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, the purpose, the good that he's talking about is that we become more like Christ. How is Christ sanctifying us in the sleep deprivation? How is he sanctifying us with the sick kids? How is he sanctifying us um, just by just the normal everyday demands of of being a mom. And I believe that when we take our burdens to the Lord and we tr- we trust him and we we recognize and we believe that children are a blessing, that God is doing a mighty work in our lives, we are cooperating with him and there will be much more fruitfulness if we do that. The other thing that I think is really important to remember is the importance of taking a Sabbath. So, Before I talk about that, I just have one more thing I want to add to the previous um, list of things of why it's hard to rest, okay? Sometimes our lack of being able to physically rest is simply because we are trying to do too much. God may be using our bodies to tell us to slow down. We do not have to do all the things. We will have time to do what God has for us, but he is not obligated to strengthen us to do the things he has not called us to do. So mom, if you're weary right now, I would encourage you to come before the Lord with your daily rhythm, with the activities that you're involved in and ask him for wisdom. And then finally, the importance of taking a Sabbath. God told us to work six days and then to take a day of rest. And he never rescinded that command. And he set an example to us by resting himself on the seventh day after the six days of work he had accomplished. Do you think he needed to rest? Of course not. He was setting an example for us. That's how important this is. So in my own life, I've noticed a big difference in my energy levels when I made myself take a Sabbath. Now, Taking the time to rest a little more or do something enjoyable or different that particular day helps our bodies and minds to reset. I'm going to include a link to a great article on this topic in the show notes. But even if you have a house full of kids, your Sabbath um, should look somewhat different than the other days of the week. And you might have to work a little harder at doing that because you still have kids to feed And you still have little people to care for. But what if you did something easy for meals on Sunday um, or had something made ahead of time? Sometimes I've doubled a recipe earlier in the week and then set it aside so that on Sunday I don't have to cook. Um, Because even little things like this can help Sundays feel more restful. So I would maybe have that meal set aside or maybe I would put a roast in in the morning with the potatoes and the carrots and everything in the pot and we would come home from church and it would be ready to eat and it smelled so wonderful. My kids and we still just, oh, we have so many good memories associated with walking into the house on Sundays after church and smelling roast. It's a great memory for me. It's a great memory for our kids. Um, But that was our big dinner, was right after church. And then in the evening, we always did smoothies and popcorn, maybe some fruit or something. We just did something simple and easy for dinner. And that really helped Sundays feel a little more restful. But the point I'm trying to make, moms, is that we can rest. Our culture 
tells us otherwise. It has us going and going and going and going and going, just spinning our wheels. And But God tells us that we can rest and that we should rest. He created us. He knows us. He wired us for this, this regular rest time. And we live in an extremely fast-paced culture, and it takes prayerful intention to get off the roller coaster. But God encourages us to, uh, to do just that by encouraging us to take a Sabbath. So this means we have to lay down our agendas and all the things that we didn't get done this past week and trust God. Um, a, a term that I heard, I read in a book a while back, um, the book was called uh, Choosing Rest. She talked about something called suffer for lack. And um, because it had to do with the word that they use in the, in the I believe, in the, in the Bible for rest or Sabbath or whatever. And suffer for lack, I think that's correct. I'm not sure. There was some relationship to it that made it uh, very meaningful. And But the thing that stuck with me about it was to suffer for lack means that even in resting, there may be some a little a time of suffering as we let go and lay down the things that did not get done. And we surrender them to the Lord and we trust that it was enough. And if we're concerned about it, we again, we lay it at the feet of the Lord and we give it over to him. And we take that deep breath and we relax and we rest. And so um, as we do that, as we lay down our agenda and all the things we didn't get done in the past week and trust God, it requires us to find rest in the Lord mentally. And this is going to be the topic of the next episode. So I hope you'll join me for that. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for your kindness and goodness to us. We thank you that you have given us uh, good instruction. You have told us what is good for us, and it is good for us to rest. I think about that scripture that says, um, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Um, basically, learn from me, watch me, and watch how I do it. And basically, that this, this yoke that you have for us, Lord, is easy, and the burden is light, not because we don't have to persevere, not because it's necessarily, um, you know, not a matter of, of pushing through, but it is a matter of whether our hearts are at peace and we know we're doing what you've called us to do because you are the sustainer. You are the one who gives us what we need to do what you put in front of us, Lord. So I pray for every mom and every home and every marriage represented here, Lord, that rest would be found, Lord, and that the rest would be found in you because there is no other true rest. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 